Hey ladies, I'm Kendra. I'm Nama. And I'm Adelise. And we are Three Three Dope Dope Wives. With over 20 years of collective experience, we're here to give you an inside look at what marriage is really like. Honey, we are airing out all the dirty laundry, spilling all the tea, and telling all the business. Are you looking for something really real? Then honey, pull up a chair and grab your favorite cup of something hot as we dish on all things marriage. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Three Dope Wives. I'm your girl, Kendra, here in the studio with my ladies, Adelise and Noma, with a couple of other special guests we're going to get to in just a minute. But ladies, how you feeling today? I'm good. I'm excited for today's episode. I'm good, guys. I mean, in between work, but hey. Hey. But thank God, you know, things are going good, so I can't complain. That's what's up. Busy, busy. Mm. Well, you know, we got a full show today. We want to jump right in. I um, want to introduce our special guest that we got in the building with us. Y'all, today we are joined by our husbands. Um, I'm here with the Mr. Adesui. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, Dio. It's, they clearly are not used to this, so we, you're going to have to bear with us. <laughs> yes, yes. We pray, and pray our strength. Amen. Um, Adelise, why don't you introduce your husband? Mr. Jones, Edgar. Hey, hey, hey. I'm Mr. Jones, and I'm uh, ready to talk today. So, okay. hello, everybody. Like hey, that hey, song, hey. me and Mr. Mr. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is Charles here. Um, I'm going to follow my, my boy Jones and say, yes, I guess I'm ready to talk as well. <laughs> so so let's, let's, let's get started. Charles, I hear you. sound like he needs to be on the well, air. Well, yes, well. this is Charles. Uh, ready to be on the air mic check one, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Well, friends, today uh, we're talking about a really touchy subject. It's something that's near and dear to our hearts, um, but it's something that we definitely wanted to share with all of you. Um, It's something that people talk about, I say, year over year, especially single women within the African-American community. And today, friends, we're talking about do black men still love black women? Now, we could ask ourselves that question all day long, but we thought we would bring in a couple of experts that might know a little bit more than we do. So uh, we're going to jump right into the conversation. Gentlemen, lots of questions coming your way. So brace yourself, get prepared, be ready, because um, it's coming. <laughs> so um, Coming so in hot. It's coming in hot. 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 <laughs> First stigmas that, uh, that I really want to highlight when it comes to uh, black men still loving black women, we have to start specifically with the availability of black men, right? There's this whole um, adage out there that basically says that all of the good black men are either already married, in jail, or gay. Um, Facts. Is that a fact, though? I don't know if it's well, I don't know if it's 100%, but I mean, the men... Are we saying available good black men? Because there's lots of black men out there. Available... So we're talking about the pool. So okay. are, are all of the black men that are, I want to say, eligible to be married, either already married, incarcerated, or interested in what we're interested in? <laughs> Just to I, mean, I guess the men would answer that question because that's 
I don't know. Any husband can answer. What do y'all think? Is that is that something? Because I feel like, you know, I don't know. That's what a lot of women seem to struggle with. What do y'all think? I guess my question is, is um, you said are black men available? Um, what type of black men are you looking for in terms of what, what's your definition of availability? For example, if you see a guy that's black and he looks nerdy, do you consider him available or does he get the brush off? Like, are you keeping your options open to all available black men? So what is the preference is what yeah, you're what, saying? What is, so how, so yeah, preference play a role in is to are black men available? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I, you know what? I feel like it's individual, right? I think that, I think that uh, women have evolved as far as what they're looking for, even though, I mean, ladies and y'all can, y'all can say, I mean, we've, we've all got single friends that we've had to counsel at one point or another, you know, have you found yourself advising girlfriends to open up their dating criteria in terms of black men or yeah. just in terms of men in general in terms of black men in particular when you say their criteria what you mean like like you know you hear those things that where women say oh he's too nice or you know oh, he's not well, i feel like everyone has a type right so it right. depends on if you if you are willing to date outside of your type and that could be based off of uh off of ethnicity or off of whatever Religion. you like right so yeah. my type like i've always dated black guys so that's a type for me I've, i haven't dated outside of out of that race but i've dated broke black guys i've dated you know <laughs> what i mean so it, it depends right. on what your type is yeah um i, I feel like I've, I've advised girlfriends that are too, I don't want to say too picky, but too narrowly focused, right? Like, you got to give a man a chance before you box him in. Um, at least that's my perspective. I don't know. Uh, Noma, what were you going to say? I mean, I, I agree with Adelise. It's preference, right? I mean, my type, even in the black community, was more of Nigerian. <laughs> it, was, it was that type. Not more it was of, that... like, he's got to be black and Nigerian. Yes, it was that specific for me, though. But what about characteristics, though? Because, because, uh, honey, you're talking about you're talking about um, a personality typology, right? Talking about like, everything. You're talking about physically. Like, does he have to be six five? You know what? He, I'm talking about all everything all above in terms of because the question is, are black men available? I think that's you know, I'm not available anymore. No, so, you are not. <laughs> So it's kind of like, you know, you almost have to ask single black women, like, what are you seeing? Like, are they really available? Like, I know I have single people in my family. I know friends that are single that are black men that are available. So I know that are, there are some available, that, but I think part of it goes into, you know, what is the guy looking for? And also, what is the woman looking for? Yeah, like very specific as far as what are you looking for? Because that's a very broad question when you say, are black men available? Like, specifically, like, what exactly are you looking for out of a black man? Because I can say the same thing to what Dio was saying, is that I got plenty of buddies that's single that's available, but, like, exactly what? What does that look like? Yeah, I mean, I think that I'm just talking about quantity. Like, are there enough black men out there? If if there were women willing to... Um, to date, like I'll, I'll give, I'll do myself for example. I was single longer than I wanted to be, but I was the breakup queen. I was the judgment queen. I was not interested in giving anybody a chance. I mean, like you had one shot and it was over. So it, it you know, I had a friend who had been married twice before thirty. Okay, and she was like, and I was like, how are you that you keep getting husbands and I can't even get a boyfriend? 
And she was like, well, you know, you got to give somebody a chance. <laughs> and I, I did open up my, um, my criteria, right? Cause I'm, I mean, I was like, oh, he got to be six feet or taller. And she was like, but Kendra, you five too. Like, why, why does he need to be this tall? <laughs> I mean, shut up. <laughs> but I'm saying like, okay, yes, he had to be a certain height. Okay. Um, you know, I feel like this, as long as you have a list of absolute no's, you don't need to have a list of absolute Yes, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You don't need to have. He got to be this, this, this. No, all you need to say is he he needs to not have these five things. As long as he ain't this, we could date. We could see where it goes. I mean, obvious. It it would kind of be opposite, right? So as long as he's not married, as long as he's not in jail, okay. or as long as he's not gay, <laughs> <laughs> then they're available. I, I, absolutely, <laughs> then they are available in my mind. Um, obviously you're going to have some, some, some physical, right. Things that catch your eye or don't, I think for Moses, like, okay, do he need to have a six pack or do he just need to not be 600 pounds? I mean, (laughs) there's a, you know what I mean? It's a lot of space in between there. Like, okay. So I, so I do think black dudes are available. I think, I think, um, a lot of discussion regarding availability has, is mostly centered around uh timing right because you know i've been a black dude and and i've dated yeah, before still oh, I, I still am <laughs> uh, well i used to be available but i'm not available so but, yeah, yeah. but basically um uh before my wife i i did have relationships and i think when i think back as to you know what happened back then and how was that different when, when i met my wife i think it had to do with like you know where i was as an individual so i think I mean, I mean, numbers wise, they're there, right? I mean, I don't think there's any race that has more numbers per se than the other race. I think it's more of, of you know, you know, when do we expect black men to be available, and um, when would they actually be available to be in a relationship, so to speak? So availability basically is, are they ready to be in a relationship, and if they are, um, you know, how do we work through that? So numbers, they're there, right? There's no one popping up more than we are it's just a question of timing so available when um mm. if we if we take out all of the all the assumed uh barriers you know um i think black women actually are more uh accepting of black men so i i, I would find it hard pressed for a black woman to say if she really got down to it hey you know because you're an ex-con or because you had kids or something I, I i don't think they're as judgmental i think they're actually more accepting uh but for the dudes and for the girls too on their own end it's kind of like hey can we are we in this and can we move on to the next stage and it's 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 all timing in my view it's all timing but yeah they are i think they are i mean definitely i like i like that as far as the timing goes that makes a lot of sense when it comes down to you know really um understanding what availability looks like when we talk about mindset, when we talk about placement in life, when we talk about, you know, whether or not you have children, we talk about how grown quote unquote you are at a particular uh, point in time. I feel like that's really valid, but if we shift just a little bit, um, you know, so let's say we've got these available men, let's, let's, let's make it a little bit more niche, right? Because there are, uh, there's, there's statistics right now that show that black women are, uh, surpassing black men education and uh professional attainment right so when it comes to wanting a black man that's quote unquote on your level 
um, black men who are either educated, earning six figures or more. Um, is it true that these black men don't prefer black women? Like, I know what the statistics say. The statistics say that most black men who are college educated, earning six figures or more and are married are by and large married to black women. However, the perception is that that's not the case. I mean, wh what do you guys think about that? Um, uh, so I'd have to say that th there's some truth to it. Uh, so there's the assumption that, hey, look, you know what? If you're a black dude and you're doing well, um, you want, as in the words of 50, you want something exotic. And I think that's not the reality of it. Um, moreover, when you say exotic, I mean, black folks are exotic as well. I mean, because it's, 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 there's no, there's no, it's a range. It's a spectrum. When you, when you get into a black race, it's a spectrum, right? Uh, but the reality is, I think they're actually more, again, and, and the main reason why I think that's the case is, um, my personal view is, uh, I think black women, just because of where we've been through as a community, doesn't matter if it's here, doesn't matter if it's, if it's globally, uh, or, or ride or die, you know, that that's part of their DNA. And I think for, for a guy, you could start up, you know, successfully at a, whatever career you're in. So you could be, an, you could be an athlete, you could be, uh, an engineer or attorney, whatever. Um, it's not the starting point to hit that point of six figures. Usually it's how long you stay, right? And staying in the game, in whatever game you're in, there's going to be lots of ups and downs. And for any guy to stay in the game, wherever, whatever game it is professionally, if you stay in that game and get to that point where you were really successful and you can sustain success requires you have a ride or die, you know, lady with you. And, um, so that's the reason why when you go into the actual data itself, you it, it, it does seem like, hey, you know, if you have if you look at if you look at information, sure, there are more there are more uh, successful black men with black women beside them, because to be that successful, you have to go through a lot of crap. And these women tend to be there, you know, with you as you go through because they've been through crap and they know how to navigate that. So perception again i think it's just more of you know what we market you know if, if you look at stuff like marketing you know just look at like ads and stuff out there it's marketable now to market more um exotic families so from a marketing perspective which kind of bleeds into uh media and entertainment the assumption is that it is um you know if you're a very successful black guy you end up with someone else is not black that's a marketing piece but the reality it's not so reality it's it's grit it's it's right or die and if you're in the stay and you're gonna be successful, and you're gonna be in six figures. You probably have a lady who's gonna be by you by the side, and that tends to be a black woman. That's kind of my. Gonna, I was going to, I was going to speak that's but I think Edgar would be good to go last because he's been around seven figure black men probably more than I have. So, <laughs> uh, just, uh, I've been around six figure black men. I never heard any, any of them say, "Well, I'm, I don't want to date a black woman." I know a lot of people near or around there that are married to black women have dated black women. I think a lot of the perception does come from like the higher and earning field where you see where you see people that are like famous celebrities that date different women or use the term exotic, like Charles said, or they want this or they want that. Um, but I, I like to turn things on their head again. I would say, does a black man have to be educated in order to earn the affections of a black woman? Like, can he be does he have to have a college education? Does he have to, you know, you know, work X, Y and Z? I mean, can you is does everything have to be about money as long as that person can, you know, speak well, that they that they're there for their family? Um, you know, does that have to be a requirement? 
There you go down. Take your time. I guess <laughs> <laughs> like go ahead. Go ahead. Just take your time. Take your time. Cause hey, I, uh Charles, I'm listening to y'all right now. Y'all speaking some truth. So going back to the uh are the black man available, I feel like everything I've been hearing has been from an external standpoint. Now the external is important. I mean, I'm looking, I looked at my wife, I looked at her looks, I looked at her booty, I looked at her smile. There was certain things from an external standpoint that turned me on about her. But outside of that was more the internal that I fell in love with. So I think when it comes to looking at a, a when you're looking at a black man, those things are important. Is he financial stable? Um, where is he at in his life and his career? Does he still live with his mom, et cetera? But what type of heart does he have? Um, you know, no, when wait, I look wait. at- He can't live with his mama regardless of what kind of I heart didn't, he's got. I, I, I just <laughs> said like this. Yeah, certain, can't, I can't. said That's a no, no. be very specific <laughs> But I mean, you got to go back to what's the message that's being put out on the black man right now? Because there are some some good, solid black guys. I know they're single. That's some good dudes, you know. But when you look at the message that's being put out on a black man from from TV to marketing that uh, either the black man is a, a, a thug or he's in jail or he's not present. Now, we have done a good job at doing not being present you right you create kids and you leave your wife or you leave your girlfriend or you you've had a couple crimes you got into some things and you got locked up uh but when you look at tv like it's always putting a black man in a position that he he's a not present or it's a negative line well, but I guess nope. outside of outside of TV, I mean, because like black women are in the community with y'all. Like we not looking at TV. We in here with y'all. So when it comes to us trying to connect with y'all, um, I don't know that we're necessarily so impacted by what we see on TV because we know better. So right. I would say like I would say to Charles's point, like we ride or die. Like I, I, I've known of women who will get on the bus headed up north to the penitentiary to see old boy. That she done been had five kids with who ain't making no money. <laughs> that she keep putting money on his books for the commissary. Right. And she rock with him. So I guess outside of what the media is saying, because the media does not live inside of our community. We do. So right. when it comes to black women choosing black men, you know, I think many of us do still um, accept a black man who has been in jail. Regardless. Who yeah. has... True. You know what I'm saying? Some some women sideline trying to steal a married woman's husband. Okay, so Fox. I mean, you got you got that. So so what I'm saying is like we looking specifically at. Okay, let's say I'm just I'm just a I'm a I'm a uh, I'm a black woman doing my professional thing. I'm making you know I'm making 95k a year. You know I got my degrees. I'm doing my thing. I done been single and I'm out here and I'm 38 years old. And I want somebody, but I would really prefer if I could meet a black man who was on my level or higher. So when it comes to trying to meet a man in that realm, like, is that a realistic So do you feel like what you just gave me the example of a woman, a black woman that's 38 years old and she's making a $95,000 a year, sometimes you feel like she sets the bar too high? Because I feel like in the past what I've heard with certain black women, like, if, if... he has to make this amount. Like if I'm, if the woman's making ninety five thousand, like he has to make more than me. And anything more, if it's not more than me, then it's unacceptable. No, I yeah, think I, 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 I wouldn't comment. And and Edgar, you're right in in the sense that I've had people say that, including myself. 
I have been very guilty of saying that because for me, um, I need to elevate, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to everything, I need to elevate. So like, I cannot making, making a certain money less than me. I don't know that I look at that as, um, now I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's just not my preference. Again, it's just not my preference, right. um, but it, th- it doesn't make the black man a bad man. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah. I could also look past. That's not the only thing that I look at when I look at men, black men. I look at the character, right? Because, yeah, the money's there. And trust me, a guy can be making more than you when you guys get married. But then when you get married, things might change. So that is mm-hmm. definitely going to happen, right? So at the end of the day, it really boils down to the character. But. I would say that what you're saying is right because there are women out there that say, if he doesn't make more than me, then, then no. So, so we I, cannot eliminate that part of it. That's what I'm trying to say. I dig your point, Noma, for sure. I think I'm just coming from the fact of like being surrounded by other black women who have been in professional spaces, right? Where it's like you are surrounded by those few black men who are available that you would otherwise be interested in. Let's say you're surrounded by, I want to say, the black elite. And you're in those circles. But for some reason, none of those men seem to be interested in you. So that's really kind of where I'm going with this point. Is that, yeah, I could date, you know, a carpenter. And they make damn good money. As well as all of the other journeyman trades. They make damn good money. Like plumbers, electricians, they make money. But... Let's just say I want me a white collar working man and that's my preference and I'm surrounded by them and it's enough single of them that I probably could get one, but it seemed like they keep looking past me type thing. But has that been your experience? No, because we got married. I was broke. And so were you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wasn't broke. Let me check you real quick. I I leveled up up when I got married. Amen. No, but I think to the question, are you know, you talk about six figures is college educated. I mean, those are specific criteria, and it goes back to the first thing: are black men available? Yes, depending on your criteria. If the criteria is like you're in that space and you're not seeing anything, that's one thing. But I think there are enough of them out there, so I think that's just a case by case basis. Uh, so, think- Dio, I'm gonna cu- I'm I'm gonna interrupt because I feel like my husband's been in that space. So I need him to answer this question. Yes. <laughs> you need to talk. Like, when I hear you talk a lot. You need answer to talk. Right. Yes. So this uh, black man who are college educated who are earning six figures, <laughs> do they more, what, more? Do they prefer black women? Yes, they do. I think I, I haven't been around a guy, a black guy that playing NFL, I've never been, I've been around a black brother that said, dude, I don't prefer black women. I think when it comes to what they're surrounded around, is a lot more women that come from different cultures, white, Spanish, mixed, et cetera, especially being like on the East Coast. Um, you know, that's a lot of what I saw. But I also gotta I gotta go back to like the beginning and I and I elaborate on this. I think as a as a when you see a lot of young black men that grow up and end up achieving something where they go to college and they make it to the pros and they end up becoming a doctor or a lawyer, et cetera, most of them usually grow up in a household where it's usually just mom. And dad is present. His dad is not in the house. So because of that, that young black man, a lot of times all he hears is potentially a black woman talking down on black man because of her own experience. So as a, that young black man gets older, he's always heard of black women just talking down on 
dad not present, your uncle ain't this, your daddy ain't this, bop, bop, bop. So he's already had this this mess, this, this, this image in his head of, man, I don't even want to deal with a black woman. And, it, and it's honestly sad because it, it you do have a lot of great women, a lot of great black women is out there. But based off his experience, he just don't even want to be in the vicinity of a black woman. So just to make that clear, like I, not all black men have that experience, not but all black some, men. but some have. Some have, some have, some have. You so I'm gonna put this out there, which, which is which is kind of, which, which kind of dovetails into what you're saying, right? So, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna just brought some truth here because you know I'm a dude and I've hung around with dudes, and this is kind of thing that you hear so-called lucker talk, right? Um, when I was much younger, uh, I had friends that were like, you know what? Uh, I wouldn't date a black woman because of this. And one of the reasons why when you ask him, so what's it because of? It's always, well, you know what? She's got attitude. It's kind of like, which is basically dovetails what you're saying, right? She's, she's got attitude. She's going to say this. If I date outside of the race, I get a whole different treatment. Um, I think when, when it comes to that, when when, when the approach is, um, or when, when, the, when the notion of concept is, is you, you don't want to date a black woman, not because of some physical hindrance, but because you assume you're going to get something negative that kind of boils down to where you are mentally as an individual. Can you deal with that? Because from my personal experience, um, and I say this without, you know, worrying about controversy, what's going to leak out there. Uh, we, as a people, for some weird reason, we are more emotional. I guess that's tied to our culture, to our artistic you know, nature. So when you're emotional, you, you get more passionate, but how do you deal with that passion? If you know it's just passion, nothing else, right? So if a woman goes off at you or that's kind of like her nature, it's not coming from a bad place. She's just being passionate. And how do you deal with that? And I have my brothers who are like, no, I don't want to deal with that. I get a whole different treatment elsewhere. And that's why they don't. Now, of course, it's immature when you say that because, you know, you're probably 21 saying that. As you get older, you start to learn that's just the way the world is. People are going to say things that they don't, they don't mean. You don't internalize it. You don't take it to a bad place. You just kind of find out exactly where the sources and you work and you work around it. And I think a lot of what happens when you hear that happen is that, hey, look, they just can't deal with folks who are passionate, or in this case, black women who are passionate, who are gonna say things or bad mouth you or you know, you know, bad talk you. They don't hate you. They're just being emotional and you just don't want to deal with it. And so for that reason you decide, I don't want to deal with this crap. I'm just gonna go date elsewhere where folks are more reserved. That's kind of my view about that. And I know sometimes it's controversial because, like, you know what, all races are the same, and that's true, but we just tend to be more outspoken and more passionate when we're when we are angry or happy or excited, and that just bleeds out in our in our communication. So last week we talked about stereotypes and we talked about uh the angry black woman as a stereotype. And it sounds to me um, as I it's going to feel a little bit contradictory because I talked to I talked to Edgar and I said, you know, black women, we're in this community with you. Right. We see what it is that a, a black man is. But are our black men taking the time to see black women as women and as people um, outside of the one off negative experience or what uh, what society demonstrates to them? That was so Edgar. That was I'm putting it out there to all the husbands. I'm sorry. Well, stereotypes are real. I mean, we see that with everything. Like we recently had the thing about Aunt Jemima and all that <laughs> with Aunt Jemima, all yeah. the stuff in the uh, in the media about that. I mean, the stereotypes go back to slavery and you know what have you. So I think even today we see that uh, negative imaging 
if you talk about music videos growing up in the day, there used to be the thing about, you know, light skinned women, black skin, like, you know, not enough representation. So I think there's a lot of things about stereotypes. I think for me personally, growing up, I was raised by a black woman, single mom. I didn't have a dad in the house. So um, I got, you know, um, growing up, I had a lot of expect, respect and admiration for my mom. So I didn't I didn't get caught up into what was in the media. Like I thought, you know, black women were wonderful. So um, I, I think stereotypes definitely exist, but I think it is a thing about maturity, as somebody mentioned. I think as you mature and you grow older, you learn that, you know, there's there's more to life than what somebody looks like on the outside or, you know, the images that you see on television. Like there really is you want depth from your woman. You want somebody that's actually going to care for you, someone that understands your experience. And not to say that you can't get that from other people outside your race, but I think there is something special that, that that's valuable about connecting with someone that looks like you, that talks like you, that comes from your same culture. So um, I just think with stereotypes, you do definitely have to be careful. But I think, you know, as you grow up, hopefully you mature and you can get beyond those stereotypes. I'm going to marry that dude right there. <laughs> well, it depends upon your criteria. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, so I, I guess in the, in the midst of that, there there have been some things said. Charles, you pointed out Fifty Cent. We're definitely talking about that dude because he is on my own list. <laughs> but we um, <laughs> we're definitely gonna get into that. But the thing is this. Um, there it's been said, right, that, you know, so so there are things that have been considered to be unattractive about black women, right? Um, but there are things that are characteristics of ours that other cultures tend to take on. And then all of a sudden, it's fantastic. You know, it's wonderful. Uh, you know, I've seen some feisty white girls with, with black men or feisty other women with black men. So what makes a black woman to each of you, what, well, honey, I think you answered it, but um, to the other husbands, what, what, what makes black women attractive to you specifically? I'm going to speak for me and me and my household <laughs> uh, <laughs> at the stage of my life when I was at being younger, I'm 35 now, but when my, my wife first met, I was late twenties. So physically it's what attracted, that's what got me attracted to her. And then after I got a chance to know more about there was the, the, the internal side I saw of her, uh, but what attracts me to my wife that I'm no, to a black woman. I'm, I'm, I can't <laughs> black woman right we, here. We've identified you as a black woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, challenges me, you know. A uh, woman, my my wife challenges me a lot, and the the being honest with me. Now sometimes it's painful, but I appreciate that. And the the beautiful side of her, and how she takes care of the household, and she how she doesn't put up with my crap, you know. Um, and from a from a, a um, our relationship with Christ, how when I probably hadn't been in the right space, her praying for me and praying over our family when I could even do it, you know what I'm saying. Now probably at the moment I didn't see that, but when I start to reflect and think about it, that attracted me the most. And I think depending on the season that you in you are in in life, it changes. Um, at first it was physical touch for me. Like that was what I connected well with my wife. Now it's just us sitting in the car having conversations and talking and laughing. Like, I feel like I'm a lot more attracted to that than the physical touch side. So I think it depends for, for what, for us, what I've noticed that depending on different seasons in your life, but initially that's what got me with my wife. Yeah. What about you, Charles? Um, so 
in my case, I I am actually attracted to basically all women from all races. I have the uh, uh, um, other races before my wife, um, so it's not really uh, a race thing uh, for me. I think it was more of just a personality. Uh, my wife was the second person of Nigerian descent that actually uh, got a date, and uh, oh. She asked me to put my close my mouth. Oh, you're you're good. You're good. We can hear you well. <laughs> so, uh, so it wasn't so much on the outside. I think it was more how we got to get to the point that we're that we're at is is that we just had a whole lot more from a uh, from a personal perspective. You know, you know, history. We had more. We had more to connect on. You know, spiritually as well. I, I'm not very spiritual, and even now, not so much. Uh, but she's she's the opposite, and. Uh, I mean, people who were just like, you know, they were okay with, with me the way I was, and I kind of liked it, but she'd always challenge, and, and I've always liked that challenge, like I've always liked, you know, folks to kind of challenge my, my view or my mindset of where the world is and how the world should work, and I like that about her, uh, she's a fighter, uh, me not so much, <laughs> uh, so it was a lot of our personalities and uh, some of our commonalities that, that kind of, you know, you know, made me grow with her, so that's kind of how I end up getting to where uh, to where I got to with her, but it, it wasn't. It didn't really have to do the fact she was black. Maybe um, some of those commonalities stem from that, but that was that wasn't really well looking at. But uh, yeah, that's kind of my my view to it. So I'm still open on that. Um, all races, but it's just you know individual connection. So Dio, before you go, because I'm going to ask you too, but is it safe to say because we've heard it twice now from two different black men that um, they enjoy the challenge that a black woman brings. So whether that be on, on any kind of level, um, is it safe to say that black women would challenge or not, I guess, quote unquote, not put up with crap more than any other race? I mean, I think it's hard for me to answer that question. Just I've only dated black women in my life. Um, but I, I would say the thing is what you want from your spouse is to, you want them to help make you better. I think you're looking for a helpmate and we're, me and my wife are both spiritually based, and I think my wife has done that for me. I think I'm a lot different than I was when we met, and part of that was, I guess, quote unquote, was her challenging me. But I think when I, I don't, I've never used the word challenge. I just thought about the way it just make better. Like you, you see things the way that they can improve. Maybe whether it be like dress better or you know be more vocal or what have you. Um, and I think I've gotten that from my wife. So I think that's definitely something that you do want. And that shows that that person cares. I think that's the bottom line. Like, I think my wife told me before, like, you know, I wouldn't do this if I didn't care. Like, I can't have you going out there looking like X, Y, and Z. So right. I guess the day I'm going out there looking like X, Y, and Z, I guess I know my wife, once she's not, you know, I guess. She done throw it in the towel, <laughs> Dio. <laughs> So, so that's definitely important. I think that's that's what you want, I guess, regardless of the race that you're dating. So hopefully, you know, you know, you know, I guess that's at least what I look for. And I think was there a part two? I have a question and it and it's for, for all the men. So let's talk about like the physical the physical um things of a black woman. So let's just say the big old booties or the really long voluptuous hair or the weaves or Wait, skin the, color. You know, you've got the you've got the white girls that will tan until they're orange and their skin is peeling off. <laughs> like, you know, like you so have a lot canceled. of things, right? And you have a lot of things that are predominantly a characteristic of black women that either a white woman or any other woman of, of any race will almost quote unquote jack from the black race. And then it's cute for them to do it, 
but there's some black men that are like okay with a white girl to go and go get ass shots to look to have that feature like a black girl but then not date a black girl so so like what are your thoughts on on that kind of nonsense (laughs) do you want to go oh boy you're in trouble no so um i mean so I wouldn't say it's 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 a challenge per se. Again, it's my perception is that um as a culture and, and when you look at it, when you look at entire history and you stand back as a culture, I just think we're more outspoken. Um uh, and this is again, this is my personal view. It's not it's not the view. We're just more outspoken and it's just how you deal with that. And you know, I just think, you know, if folks are more outspoken, um, you know, as long as you understand where where it's coming from, you should be fine with it. And some folks just can't deal with it. So, I think I think I alluded to that uh, you know, prior. Uh, to the follow up question regarding the um, physical changes and the attraction and all that. Again, you know, it's a free country. Folks are entitled to their you know their opinion about how they want to modify themselves. Um, you know, if if someone wants to modify themselves a certain way. Uh, you know they're they're free to, and if someone you know feels like that's something they like, they're free as well to, uh, you know, to like what they like. So I have no animosity towards anyone who would, um, go after a person that's been through some augmentation. Um, that is kind of, well, I guess that that characterizes a certain group. Um, uh, if that's what they like, um, you know, it's it, again, it's it's about how that person makes you feel, and you're you're totally free to to you know to you know, to go to go ahead with that. So I, I have no animosity to it. Towards I see that. you being PC, Charles. Right. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> add anything to that about the features? Um, I mean, I agree with Charles, though. I think to a certain extent, you know, especially being married, you see women do, you know, all sorts of things to, you know, for their own, you know, just because they want to look good for themselves, like whether it be nails, doing the makeup, you know, you know, making it pop. I don't know what the right language is for that stuff. <laughs> but, uh, wait, 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 Dial. Make it what pop? <laughs> wait a minute. Make it what pop? pop. Make a pop, right? <laughs> is that, is that how it is? You making the booty pop, the lips pop? Which one? Well, because, you know, there's there's all types of it, Whatever it is, pop. And the lashes pop. Make the lashes pop, you know, get the eyebrows threaded. You know, you got to, you know, you got to take care of you. So, and I and I, I do understand though, I think a lot of that, especially, you know, you watch media, you see the different things, you see, you know, there's a lot of stuff people are doing, whether it be uh, Botox or whatever to make themselves look better or in their eyes or beautiful, whatever it is. I think it's just a matter of preference. So if that's what you like, that's what you like. I don't think you want somebody to fake it. Like if if a man, whether he be black or let's just uh, we're talking about black man. So if a black man wants to date a white woman, then I'm sure that you might, you know, that's he's free to do that. And I don't think that you really want somebody that's that really attracted to you. So if that's what they're attracted to, let them be attracted to it. And I don't think they should, you know, get any, you know, feel any disdain or be teased or what have you. That's just what they like. So maybe in five years, maybe they'll like something different. I don't know. But if today that's what they like, that's what they like. Um, in terms of attraction, Lord, I was attracted to my wife when I met her. I think that's all that matters. So at least for me. So um, I, I, um, was there a part three? No, I think, <laughs> no, there was no part three. I think it's, I think it's Edgar's. I think it's Edgar's turn. I wish I w- Edgar had to go step out and go get the baby from daycare. So I really wish he could have been here to answer that question because prior to me, Edgar has dated. I mean, women 
from all from all races. Edgar Edgar has dated the rainbow, so he I think he would be able to answer that question good. But if if he slides in, I'll definitely ask him again when he comes yeah. back. <laughs> I mean, do women? I mean, do you? If you okay, let's say you see Kim Kardashian walking down the street, um, and I mean, th- does that does that make you feel a certain way because she's with Kanye? I mean, is that you know? Don't nobody want Kanye. We gave him right. away. He cra- he cra- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. We um, gave him away with Candace. What's her name? Substitute, substitute <laughs> right. him for anybody. Anybody that you want to substitute. Does that? I mean, how do you feel when you see that? I guess is the question. I don't. I used to. Now, when I was younger, I think I used to feel that I didn't. I think I didn't like to see it because I had the impression that there were so few available black men, right? Um, and there were so many. Uh, that that many more, I want to say twice as many available black women who wanted to be dating a black man, that it almost felt like something was being taken away from us. And even once I got married, I still had that feeling kind of in, as, a, as a solidarity with the single women out there who were still trying to pursue being with a black man that were also black. But as I've grown... I feel that, um, you know, that perspective has shifted because now, you know, it doesn't matter to me, you know, one way or another who you choose to date. I think it's one thing, though, to say I'm willing to date the rainbow uh, versus saying I refuse to date a black woman. That to yeah. me is two totally different things. And I think the rub comes from black men who say I will date everything I will, but a black right, woman. I won't date. I will never date a black girl. Yeah. I feel like I've heard that a couple times actually um, from, from black men that have said I would never date a black girl. However, when I've always asked that why it always goes back to that stereotype of the angry black woman. So, and I've never heard, I, I have not heard another reason besides that one for them not wanting to date a black woman. So it's immaturity. Actually, it's immaturity, basically. You know, most guys who say that usually are younger. They just need to grow a little bit more. Oh yeah. And when, you, and when you ask them, when you ask them, that same ratio drops. When you ask them ten years afterwards. So I think I think the vast majority, um, even if they had that view when they're much younger, when they grow and it just as you know, just matures as individuals, um, the entire mindset tends to change. But it was kind of a minority of every, of every crazy group. Um, no one looks like there. you want to say something on that. I don't agree that it has to do with the maturity, though. Like, I know it's a part of it, but I I don't think it has to do anything with age because there's some people that are very mature out there and they're just like, I wouldn't date a black woman because she has so much. It's almost like with what I've had, especially with, like, a black man dating a black woman, whether it's be, you know, whether it's an African-American woman or an African woman, what I've had is, oh, they're just so much headache. You know, like, it's like, they, they're just so much work. But who is it? That's the point. No, no, but I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is that I don't think that it is majority, a maturity issue for, like, like, like for all of them. I think some of them are just that they, it's just like, I don't want to deal with it. Like, it's like, I'd rather deal with something softer. And yeah. I don't know why they have it in their mind that white women are softer because when when they go crazy, it's it's a different <laughs> ball game. 
I mean, I, I don't, crazy. I don't know, I don't know how they have it in their mind that white women are not crazy. Like they can't go crazy, and sometimes it's even worse than a black woman. I mean, I mean, be kill, they be killing. I mean, hey, I'm just saying. But mm. <laughs> I'm mad at that at all. So Noma, you said that some there are some men that you feel are just like I don't want to, I don't want to deal with a black woman. So kind of mm. with that. I want to kind of shift to the marriages that are black marriages. Are they sustainable? I I think again, like if you remember when um, Stephen Dixon came on our show, marriage takes work, whether you're black and black or black and white or black and Hispanic, or I mean, black and blue and black and purple, it takes work. So I think that the majority of black marriages that I've seen and I've grown up around have been sustainable. Now, I don't know whether they are pretending to each other. I, I don't know what it is, but I know that they've been together. They, I mean, it is sustainable, what I've seen. Now, my situation may not be the same as every other person's situation. It does take work. So I don't think the marriage being sustainable has to do with whether the person is black or not. Mm. Okay. So what about, what about, so if a, if a black woman is too difficult to deal with, do you think it takes a certain characteristic in a man to deal with a black woman? And I guess that question would be for the the guys. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is probably a while back. Uh, the stats were 50 semi percent of marriages in the U S uh, end up in divorce. Um, if you apply that across out demographic break, it's you know that's it's probably going to be across the board with with each group. So that said, um, I'm going to echo what my wife is saying, which is marriages are hard. Um, it's not really a racial thing. It's it's it, it's a hard thing to get through. It's commitment. It is putting. It is that mindset that that everyone else's happiness is before yours, and that that makes and and that's where you derive your own joy from. So having said that, um, if the belief or the view is that the difficulty in the marriage is because of again we can call a stereotype, but you know if it, if it's from the, if it stems from the fact that uh, you know a black woman is a little bit more difficult to deal with, that exact same challenge would present itself if it were a white person. So I think I think it's 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 pretty much do you have the ability to deal with that personality regardless of race? And I think mm-hmm. if you if you walk into into a marriage as with all races, uh, you walk into marriage with the basic tenets of commitment with the belief. And again, this is my view. Um, uh, what I think works for me, the belief that the happiness of my wife, and my daughter is where I derive my happiness from. So I will do what it takes to get them going through, uh, which means that whatever is going through right now, whatever we're going through right now, whatever it's having right now is not something to feed off of or, or nurture as a reason to, um, I think, yeah, black marriages are sustainable. If both, people are committed to themselves if they're honest and they're hardworking and they, they put the same amount of effort that any other race would it will it, it, it will work so yeah it's sustainable what about you dio you think it takes a certain kind of black man to deal with a black woman of course i, no like, doubt. I, was say, I know it takes a whole lot to deal with my girl there <laughs> yeah you need the education you need that you know, just, uh, um i i i think that I was just thinking while Charles was talking, I think in terms of the stereotype, again, I think that theme keeps coming up about black women and are they hard to deal with? 
I think a lot of that might come from just like the like the struggles the black women have had to go through. Like if you're a single mom of one child or two or three or four, and you have good. to raise kids on your own. Of course, you're going to have a certain mindset of mentality <laughs> or you, you might react a certain way because you're I mean, that's what people do when they're struggling. When you when you when you when, you, when, you, when you're in it, I mean, you're in it. So I just think that that we as a culture have to be mindful of that I think that some of this thing about attitude, maybe not really be attitude or, or it's hard to deal with. It's not about being hard to deal with. It's just about, I'm here on my own and I need somebody. I, I would like to meet somebody, but I have to have these guards up or because X, Y, and Z, maybe Jerome treated me wrong growing up, or maybe, right. you know, Edward or who, not, or, or Dio or, or Charles or whoever it was that maybe did you wrong that one time. Now you have these guards up. So I just think that we have to be careful of that. And I think that a real man that's interested in you is going to look to try to protect that or is going to go see through that, is going to understand that, okay, you've had to deal with this, but let me help. Let me try to break that barrier. If, if no man tries to break that barrier, then I can understand that can leave some women frustrated. Uh, but I, 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 don't, I think that I, I understand that the stereotype is there to go back to the, to the maybe the corner code, because I think. I think maybe um, I think there's been a lot of articles. I remember having to do one for a project for class about the angry black woman stereotype. And I think different people have dealt with that. So I just I just think we have to be careful with that. But at the same time, we have to try to understand, well, why is that stigma out there in terms of the effect on the marriage? I think, you know, we've been married almost 13 years. And I think it is it, when I'm married to my wife, if we are having a um, a heated conversation, I'm not thinking of, in my head, you're the stereotype. You're the angry okay. woman. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is just what's happening in the moment. So right. I, just, I think it does take work. I don't think, I think stereotypes go out the window. It is, it is the day by day. It is the communication. It is how we treat each other day by day. Um, you know, and I think that that has a lot to do with more sustainability than a stereotype. In terms of we all got to do better, like, you know, for example, if, if my wife likes my head bald, then I'm going to shave it bald, you know. Uh, yes. Dio has a bald uh, head. <laughs> so I think we've got it. But I think it's the long term. Like, how do you how do you how do you groom yourself so your wife is stays attracted to you? Or how does my wife groom herself so I stay attracted to her? How do we like talk to each other so so that affection stays you know there? How do we? How do we do that day by day? And I think that's a conscious effort because I think it's easier to slip into the, you know, you, you you take that person for granted, not 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 willingly, but it's just it's just something that happens. So it is about the work that 50 percent, I think, divorce rate or what have you is, I think, because of our culture, it's like it's so easy to just to throw in the town now. And I think it's harder to put in the work. And I think that's what you know we have to do, though, if we want to see our marriages sustained. That's good, yeah. brother. Brother Dyer with the preach. I, I think you're, you're so right, Dyer. And I and I think to add on what you said, I think the society now is okay with you know if if there is a tough time or if you're going through something and you're married that you cannot deal with, just what you know walk away. Now I'm not saying that if your husband is beating you up or stuff, you should be there but i'm saying like if you guys are just going through arguments and stuff like i mean you can't it, i mean i think society has made it so easy to just walk away now so it's it's easy you're like okay well i can't i can't deal with this like he's and just too that's with all races not just right not right he has nothing to even do with you know and and and, and another thing that i said that is very important is the day-to-day -day, right the media has fed us with the overall what they are looking at really what 
matters is the day-to-day in the marriage, the people that are living in the marriage, that are waking up every day and going through it. So people that believe what the media said, that's their problem. It's really the people that are going through it day-to-day. And and, and so uh, I, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, uh, that is so good. Um, I don't know that we're so unique when it comes down to sustainability. And I agree with all of the points that were made. But when it comes to attraction, right, time happens. Uh, beauty can fade um, depending on how you keep yourself, how you groom yourself, how you put yourself together, et cetera. Um, what do you men think that both men and women need to do or be aware of when it comes to staying physically attractive? I think you talked a little bit about that, honey, as far as staying groomed. Um, but when it comes down to just, you know, keeping it all together, um, especially as time changes. I mean, we know when you turn 60, it's some stuff you ain't gonna be able to do no more. So, <laughs> you know, when you think about that and you think about that going forward, what, what, what things should, should all couples do to sustain attraction in their relationships? So my husband's not here, but we've <clears throat> talked about this numerous of times. Um, cause we, we always kind of do check-ins like, so how am I looking? Or like, what do I need to work on type thing? So, um, I think a, a, a big thing for my husband is just overall health, right? Whether that be mental health, whether that be physical health, um, we just need to, to be on top of our overall health. And that might look like, um, for our relationship, a big part is just working out and exercising and making sure that we are, um, we are still staying physically attractive. Now, granted, you know, there comes a point where things just kind of catch up to you. Right. And you just can't, can't help like gravity don't work in your favor when you have babies and your titty saggy and you grow <laughs> up, you know, like there's just right. so many factors that kind of happen that, um, that play into that physical, but exercise is a huge thing, um, for both of us as well as grooming that Dio, um, mentioned. And then keeping, staying spiritually grounded is a big one for our mental health, because when we are not, um, it definitely plays a huge part in our marriage. And um, we we kind of go down like a bumpy road when we're not spiritually grounded. And so that's a huge one for us as well. Yeah, I think I want to echo Adelis on that. I think um, if the driving force, because beauty is driven by something, right? So the driving force is, is overall health. You know, if you're, if, you're, if you're physically healthy, you will be in shape relatively. Right. And being in shape means you'll be more attractive. It's kind of like a cascading um, action. So um, if, if, it, if the driving force, which is the same here, is, hey, let's stay healthy so we can be here uh, together as long as we can watch our kids grow, um, not have to burn up all of our dreams and whatever on health expenses. If it's just being healthy, um, that in turn drives that physical attraction. And of course, you know, working towards a marriage, knowing fully well that, hey, look, you know, we're married. Yes, there was a physical attraction, but it's a, whole, it's a much bigger picture. So even though we do try to you know, be healthy and try to be the average of what is expected for our age, um, you know, you're going to age and it's not a big deal because that's what happens. You no, know, you know, the bedrock of that relationship begins to shift to larger things it started out physically as with every other relationship right you i guess stimulus first and then you bring guest stimulus second second when you when you engage uh the individual so um yeah just staying healthy doing things right understanding that you know 
the journey ahead of us is, is one directional. So I'm not going to be giving my wife a hard time after having our baby. You know, it's going to happen and ever make her feel bad if she, I'm not saying she does, if she had stretch marks or whatnot, um, you know, it's, 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 it's beautiful, right? It, it was a gift. It, it's a sign of a gift, a sign of growth. And um, I think, you know, that helps folks uh, stay focused. It helps uh, guys stay grounded. Yes, there are always going to be people who are more attractive on both sides. You know, there's always going to be yeah. some of the younger, nicer looking dude who maybe she works All with. Stuff, <laughs> maybe she works with or a younger female, but I'm committed to her. She, you know, you know, working together. Um, we're growing, we're aging together and we're leaving behind a gift, which is our, our child or whatever. And, you know, yeah, so that, that, that keeps us going with it. That's kind of my view on it. Did you have anything you wanted to add? Um, I think it's just a matter of just staying in touch with each other. I think as been mentioned, like, what do you like? You know, what can I do to, you know, I think you do want to like go back to when we were dating. Like, what did I like about you? And what did you like about me? And, you know, things do change. Weight comes on. But I think it's just a matter of just staying connected. And uh, Weight comes on. Yeah, and then the weight goes off. The weight comes Like true story, facts. I gained a lot of weight when we were first dating. We were going to IHOP. That's the happy weight. That's the happy. That's the that's the glorious weight. He was eating like I had these big omelets. Did they bring in the pancakes? Did they bring in the sausage? So, but the beautiful thing is that we tend to ebb and flow together. So we would go Jenny Craig together. We would go to Jenny Craig together again. So. <laughs> so you saying y'all gained weight together and did the gained weight that you're losing and then weight, yeah, to lose weight, weight and then do it again. So y'all yeah. was in the journey together. That's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, we we was eating donuts together, so just hiding them and eating them, and you know just mashing <laughs> them, just grabbing them. them. I just love just it. Tagging them, you know, we just or had them. You feel <laughs> guilty, so you're not gonna eat this donut with me, Dio? Yeah. That's what you saying? Yeah, no, no, yeah, we would go through box of donuts like all of them was okay, but we're not too like okay, okay, that's enough of that. But no, but we we that would happen. So we would gain weight, we would lose weight. So, but I think the thing is, uh, we understand each other with that. Like, you know, right, right now my wife is pregnant, so I understand that things are going to happen. But I think, you know, I would think I was, you know, I would look to support her. Like, I know she's already said I want to lose weight after already. She's got that plan. So, you know, that's fine. But I just think we just got to try to enjoy each other and just kind of not get caught up on the things that can't be changed. Like you could lose some weight and you could put on some makeup. You could put on some eyelashes. You could put on a wig, you know, yeah. so that's that's good, brother Dio. If you're a man, you can put on some fake abs. Like I can put on some fake abs. <laughs> fake abs too. Do fake air brush. You can get a wig too, right? Nowadays. Look, you could get you could definitely get a man wig. Yep. Okay. You can keep your hair for as I long as you want it. to. I, I, didn't, I didn't find out I was losing my hair to the to the pandemic. You know, I started looking at the top of my head and I saw spots. So I've definitely thought about it. So I might, you know. He's not getting no man wig. We're gonna rock this ball. Right. <laughs> Well, that's good. I think, um, man, this has been such a good conversation. I have really enjoyed having the husbands. I did too. Good. Yeah, it was, it was good. We got to bring the husbands back sometime. So I think we, I think we really touched on, you know, how to be successful. I think for the most part, it's all about keeping that communication open, right? Mm -hmm. um, regardless of whether or not you are uh, in a, in a black relationship, whether one of you is black, whether you're both black, whether you're not in a black relationship, really the, the, the way that you sustain, it sounds like is really all about keeping your communication lines open for the most part. I mean, having you got conversations. Don't, just, conversations. Don't, yeah, don't ignore them. 
right conversations like hey babe like how we doing you know do those right. check-ins or Let's monthly check-in. check-ins yeah. well right and I think we have I think as women too we have to be fair um I think we sometimes get emotional and we are unfair to husbands in the sense of like okay sis you can't gain 50 whole pounds now 50 pounds is a lot of weight and yeah. you can be like but Maybe you got 10. to love me no matter how much weight I gain. Yeah, he love you, but he ain't feeling like sexy time with you. So right. we got to right. we gotta make sure that we're uh, we're fair to one another. I know um, I know that you said this before, Adelise. Uh, I believe, too. I mean, there's only so much weight I'm going to allow. Right. Like, uh, I'm yeah. not right. I'm not I skinny, told I tell my husband that I'm not going to be I'm not going to be waddle rolling. Down right. You're not just going to let yourself go. Exactly. So um, if you guys are going to give some tips, uh, husbands, if you were going to give some tips to our listening audience on how you can be successful in your relationship, if you were going to give them maybe your top two or top three tips on how to be successful in your relationship, what would they be? Uh, I, w- I would say, well, that's, that's tough. Um, understanding patience. Um as you know, with most relationships, it's it's always the the uh, heightened conflicts or the um, or the uh, pylons. You know, when you have a when you have a certain view or a certain notion of your of your partner, and that piles on. I, I think I think if you're understanding that no one is perfect, um, and if you're patient, and and I'm going to touch a little bit on, on understanding, right? So, for example. Um, my wife gets into fights. Uh, my wife is a very, very passionate person. Me, not so much. Uh, she's artistic. She's emotional. Me, I'm logical. So we can get into fights, and she could say stuff or do stuff. I understand it's it's frustration at the moment. I understand it's anger. I get it's not from a bad place. Like no one sits down saying I'm going to do this. Um, and even if I veer off in this in the same conflict. Uh, we can always come back to center because we know that's what happens when you get into a fight. You say things, you do things, but at the core, um, if if you actually look at the tense of individual that that you're with, and it's always been towards the greater good, they've always had your best interests aside. There is no conflict that you can that, that you cannot um, overcome. That's the understanding piece. Uh, the patience is wanting your other to be something. And um, knowing fully well that as a as a couple you work to, I guess uh, that will touch on that to you know to be a better person. Um, you were you were built and designed depending on when you got married or got together um, over 20, 30 years of your entire life. You were built that way, and it it won't take you five years to remodel yourself. You know, a new habit, your brain's neural pathways actually forming in about six months, and that's just a habit, let alone an entire character. So when you're patient um, with the fact that, hey, look, it's a journey and we might never get there, but we might get somewhere and I'm OK with it. Um, those two things are are pretty, for me, uh, pretty critical to um, the stability of a relationship. It doesn't matter if it's, if it's a marriage or if it's uh, a long term relationship. It's just having that understanding and having that patience. And I, I'd probably add, add one more, which I tend to always share with a lot of younger guys that I work with or in my family is putting everyone else before you putting the happiness of everyone else before you because if you are a husband and you're putting the happiness of your wife and your child before you not looking for what you're gonna get back just looking at the smiles they get and that's your satisfaction 
and vice versa, you're a wife and you're trying to put your husband and your and your kid before you not looking for something feed not some feedback or some um uh response, but just having that smile, you end up creating a situation where everyone's putting the other person or the other group before them. And and once 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 that's the case, no matter how bad your situation is, if you can get a smile from them, you're fine, you'll be good. So putting everyone else before you as if that's it and nothing else that you expect in return that helps that, that goes a long way that goes a long way um i would say i like that last point because i think that's how we're supposed to treat all people is to put everybody else above you like when you do that you tend to when you when you, when you have a, a a mindset of service then i think you're fulfilling all that you're required to do in your marriage at least you're going to do a big part of it like if i'm waking up in the morning and the first question is how can i serve my wife then then there should be questions that come with that and there should be a thought process that come with that now does that happen every single day probably not i know it doesn't but at least that's that should be our mindset and that's kind of the mindset that you need to get day by day by day and hopefully as you get more into your marriage it'll grow into um grow to more like you do not just service but you want to do it like the heart has to be there as well like nobody wants somebody to hand them their paycheck and throw it on the floor so you want to do service and actually doing it out of love. So I think having love and service together are, are a good part. Um, but and I just think just understanding the marriage is the partnership. You know, like how do you if you go into business with somebody, what do you do? You have a, you put together your operating agreement. You start doing different things. You say we're going to do X, Y and Z. You're going to you start doing your five year plan, your 10 year plan. So I think you should do the same thing with marriage. Like what is our plan? Um, how do we get from point A to point B? And just kind of see it as a sustaining. Like generally, I think when people start a partnership, the idea is not to dissolve it. So it's like, how do we, if we're in this partnership together, how do we work together so that we don't dissolve? And I think that's just that's where the communication is key. Because I think, and then understand that people change. Like, like my wife is not the same person she was when I met her. So like, how have we grown together? And I think that comes to with spending time together. Like, I think earlier on in our marriage, somebody gave us advice that you need a date. Like, you still need your date nights. Like, you still have to do those things. Now, some of those things that present challenges, you know, during this this current time, but we still have to find ways to date each other and kind of, and I think that's where you have fun. Like, you want to have fun with your spouse. It, it doesn't want to, you don't want all business. So let's try to find ways to have fun with each other, enjoy each other, like when we were first dating. So I think those are the things that first come to mind. And that spirituality is a big thing as well. I think one of the things that I fell in love with my wife for, as someone mentioned before, was, was when she prayed. Like, um, the first time I heard my wife praying, she was really touched by something. That that's what one of the things that made me really fall in love with her. So I just think keeping that connection with each other, whatever you believe, just keeping that together. Amen. Shondo. <laughs> y'all, it's been, I see Edgar Edgar hopped in here for a hot hot second. Um, the the gentleman were just answering this last question. We were wrapping up here. And that question really was just, you know, what are your top two or three tips to the listeners for how couples can be successful in their relationship? Um, so I think one thing is uh, being very intentional with connecting with each other. It sounds like I came in uh, with that. You're talking about it, about uh, connecting with each other. And I think. Even despite everything that's going on, it's easy just to get in, be in your own head and be in your own world. Um, and even if we're in the house with each other, we're still not connecting. Um, so just whether that's like yesterday, me and the wife went for a ride and got some ice cream, you know, just getting out of the house. We're still just checking in with each other. Um, and I know from a biblical standpoint, just doing the same thing, uh, whether that's praying with each other, um, 
you know, my wife asked me the other day, where was I at my walk? You know, and, and just her doing that, us having that conversation led to other conversations, you know. So just being intentional with connecting with each other despite what's going on, to me that's still, that's not an excuse uh, to make sure you're still crossing your T's and dotting your I's when it comes to your marriage. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys, this has been just such a rich discussion. We could go all day, but unfortunately we just don't have all day. <laughs> so um, I want to say thank you to the husbands for joining us today and for giving us some of your time. We know that y'all are busy people and y'all got things that you need to be doing. So thank you all for joining us today. Um, to the listeners, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you have anything that you want to add to our conversation, feel free to email us at 3dopewives at gmail.com or reach out to us on any of our social media platforms at 3dopewives on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. We look forward to engaging you in the conversation. Y'all, thanks for rocking with us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. This has been another episode of Three Dope Wives. Sis, we are so glad you took a minute to get real with us. Yep. Listen, I want you to know something. Every day a woman is married and a wife is made. Vows are exchanged and hopes arise. Mm-hmm. And every day a woman's dreams are crushed. Crush. Let me tell you, crushed. Crushed. <laughs> by the yep. reality of what marriage really is. True. Stay tuned with us and we will help you survive another day of this crazy, crazy, crazy married life. Crazy married life. I promise we will. Now, if you would like to submit a question or a topic of discussion, please send your request to 3dopewives at gmail.com. That's T-H-R-E-E, dopewives at gmail.com. And we'll see you again next time, girl.